Chapter Twenty Nine of Fruits of the Spirit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Fatima da Silva. Fruits of the Spirit by Hamilton Wright Mavy. Chapter Twenty Nine: A Secret of Youth. One of the good signs of the time is the fact that people no longer conceive of life as arbitrarily divided into periods of time. The women of forty today do not follow the habit of their ancestors and put on caps and take to knitting under the impression that henceforth for them there is laid up nothing but the profound respect which children ought to pay to advanced years, peace after toil, and the making of an endless series of small garments for newcomers. A recent writer in the Atlantic expressed the hope that some day the dear old lady of silvery hair and quiet gown and the ripening and mellow charm of advancing years will return to us. Something undoubtedly has been lost, but very much has been gained. The old age limit was absurdly premature from Shakespeare's time to the time of our immediate ancestors. Emerson somewhere recalls the remark of an old gentleman who said that he had been born at a most unlucky time of transition. When he was a boy, the greatest respect was paid to old age, and now that he was old, the greatest respect was paid to children. There has been a great extension of the time of activity for men and women since the middle of the last century. People are no longer ashamed to be about and doing their work at eighty. They no longer feel compelled to apologize to their young descendants for standing in the way. They have discovered that old age is a relative term and that unless serious physical disablements or crippling disease come at eighty, one may be active without being disrespectful to the younger generation or lacking in respect for one's own contemporaries. There was a great deal of truth in the statement of a French writer that the gods made us all immortal and that old age is a voluntary matter. Age is largely a matter of habit, and most people who grow old in the sense of losing their interest and their working power fall insensibly into the slough of inactivity because they do not understand how to feed their spirit and nourish their bodies. Youth is not a matter of years, it is a matter of spiritual condition. It does not consist simply in young muscles and arteries that have not yet begun to harden. The root of it is freshness of feeling, vitality of interest, and joy in one's work. Men and women become old by involuntary mental process, by thinking themselves old. They dwell so much on the immortal side that they forget their immortality. This use of muscle in any part of the body speedily means stagnation and hardening, giving up interest in life, going into voluntary retirement, coming to anchor with the intention of never putting to sea again is insensibly followed by spiritual and physical acceptance of declining energy and fading interests. The mortal must be kept alive by the immortal, the body kept young by the mind, the mind fed by constant contact with fresh ideas. 
the conservatism of old age lies chiefly in closing the doors shutting the windows and barring the house against the new ideas of a new time it has come to be almost a tradition that old people are pessimists bewailing the degeneracy of the later times and holding constantly before the eyes of their younger contemporaries the charm and beauty of a past age a little intimate knowledge of history speedily cures all this if one is not willing to keep up his interest in acting history if one has an open door only for old friends and never makes new ones if one has no companionship with the later world and the rising ideas which are always coming into it his house becomes desolate and he falls into melancholy when the years begin to multiply one must fasten back the shutters and leave the latch string out one must insist on his immortality elderly people must keep at the head of the procession in their hospitality to new ideas variety and charm and interest lie in the preservation of freshness robert louis stevenson wrote cling to your youth it is the artist's stock in trade do not give up that you are aging and you won't age in this familiar and homely advice is hidden the secret of the artist's power and charm he never grows old things never become commonplace to him the colors do not fade as a matter of fact they never fade it is the perceptions which become duller the interest which becomes less keen a good many men and women have discovered that it is a good thing to associate intimately with persons younger than themselves this is one refuge against old age but the real refuge is within it is the assertion of one's immortality the consciousness day by day in all relations and occupations that one is going forward and not backward that the world which grows sadder because one's companions go out of it is growing brighter because one is pushing toward the dawn and not toward the sunset there is a great mass of misleading and cynical philosophy about old age poetry is full of images of disenchantment created for the greater part by disenchanted men there was a profound truth in the old greek picture of the spirit beginning its life in a strongly built house protected from all the elements finding presently that the house begins to be less secure discovering at last that it begins to crumble and at the end that it falls in ruins only to leave the man free under the open sky end of chapter 29